guys, welcome back to another episode of The Mindful Minutes. If you've been here before, thanks for joining us for another exciting episode. If not, hi, what is The Mindful Minutes all about? Well, we're a podcast where we discuss mental wellness issues and share professional tips on coping with change, particularly in this uncertain world of COVID-19. With Mindful Minutes, we hope to raise awareness about mental wellness and encourage mental self-care among youths. This podcast is part of Zerup and is powered by National Youth Council and Young Change Makers. For today's episode, we will be talking about the importance of a support system and we have a really, really special guest that will be joining us to tell us a little bit more about support system. So today we are here with Joelle and Joelle, you want to give a little introduction? Hi everyone. <laughs> uh, okay, I, I'm I'm horrible at uh, self introductions. Okay, but I can I can try. So, um, I mean I've been I've been asked to do a lot of these like hey introduce yourself kind of things. So, uh, what I usually say is that I'm just like uh the PR guy, a PR guy on the internet, and then also a digital content creator. Yeah, so I do like uh podcasting also like photography writing, and then also like um like me and my friends run actually the 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 Zerup collective itself. So that's fun, I guess. <laughs> so basically, you do everything. <laughs> kind of, kind of. So it's like, you know, trying to not be the jack of all tricks, master, master of none. Uh, trying my best to be like master of all, but, you know, we'll see. It's, it's still a journey. You're doing well, but actually, I just want to check in. So how have you been coping with the whole COVID thing? And, you know, even now where we are kind of in this weird limbo where COVID is around, Singapore is kind of affected, but everyone is still almost living life as normal. Yeah, so like, I mean, as much as, um, you know, you, you would think that uh, it's easy to peg it to like an extreme or like a, a, a specific end of a spectrum, like I wouldn't say it's like that, you know. I mean, in my experience, the whole COVID um, like experience throughout this entire year has been like, up and down and also mm-hmm. like in flashes right so like one, one in, a, in a particular hour i'm like oh you know um feeling so happy and 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 and, and nice that like i'm having a break sort of like mm-hmm. um away from everything else but then the next hour suddenly i feel incredibly lonely and like too quiet so it's kind of yeah. like a weird dichotomy, right? Um, so mm-hmm. as much as like, it's not always that like I'm feeling like a low, um, there are definitely moments in which like there, there are times where I, I feel like, oh, you know, this is like um, quite overwhelming for me to deal with. So um, to answer your question, it's like, it's really such a like such a difficult thing to pinpoint because like mm-hmm. I can't tell you like oh you know actually it's it's been fine you know it, like there are times where there are, it is fine but then there are also times where it's not so fine so I think yeah. that that's my answer to you like <laughs> definitely do you feel that it was very difficult especially you know when it was during the lockdown period and you couldn't meet your friends and stuff like that like how do you actually cope because you know friends are quite a huge part of our lives so how do you find that period for yourself yeah, so I mean, in, in in the line of work that I do, which is very you know um, people heavy, I meet people every day, like uh, in and out, uh, multiple people throughout uh, a period of uh, of one day, um, and then also like being very sociable, being such a sociable being myself. Yes, um, yes you are. <laughs> it's like you know, it, it's such a rude shock, right? When you are like just confined to the four walls in your room, and um, yeah, like as much as you try to have like social interaction through video. Calls, which obviously is like such a privilege that um like people like if there was ever one time. 
time to to have <laughs> to be stuck at home. I think now is the best time because like, you kind of like still get to see each other through technology and whatnot. But it's it's different, you know, like yeah. meeting people in person. So like I feel like when it first started, it was such a rude shock. Um, and mm-hmm. also like, uh, that also has its own effects on 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 mental health and whatnot because like suddenly you feel like you're alone but then you know um as as more and as more and more people start talking about it and you realize that you're not alone in in this um and then we start you know kind of adapting to uh the mentality of like hey you know what this is we're in this for the long run and rather than like um, spiraling and also like dwelling on this whole negativity uh, uh, point of view then it's like what can we do you know in order to adapt and also move forward with this so um, I would say that it started getting better like as as time went by and then of course like um, phase two uh, was announced and I feel like collectively you know I think the people um in our generation was like celebrating right where they're like oh we finally can go out again or we can finally eat out again so I think that um, in terms of like mood and you know uh, like mental well-being like there was definitely like an uplift when phase Mm -hmm. 2 was announced and I do think that like um as we adapt and, uh, and as we continue to navigate this weird world of like COVID-19, um, like we, we, we are progressing kind of, but then also like it is still a work in progress, I would say. That's right. So, you know, in fact, uh, as you were sharing, I actually want to talk on this thing or this term called social support. So we've actually taken from this article called The Correlation of Social Support with Mental Health, a meta-analysis by... Um, Tabia Felici Hardini, she's basically researchers, okay? So they actually say that social support represents the amount of support that a person perceives and reports receive it. And it also actually is this whole phenomenon that involves interactions of people so that when a person offers social direction, it actually has a very, very important role in mental health. In fact, social support provides physical and psychological advantages for people when it comes to stressful, physical, and physiosocial events, and it is a factor that reduces psychological distress when faced with stressful events. So hearing all of that, I actually want to ask you, have you ever felt there was a situation during this whole period right where social support really came in and helped you out Ooh. you know yeah yes okay so as you were saying as you were like describing that entire you know uh research or like uh study right and i was like oh you know i can actually exactly pinpoint one particular like it wasn't one incident it was like a period of time where um it was like such an extraordinary um situation for me and I think any other person that would would you know have have been in the same position will also like kind of relate um which is also which is really going viral on the internet right so mm-hmm. um during the election period which was during COVID-19 itself very um, exciting times yes 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 like um some of the posts that I made uh got a little bit of traction online mm-hmm. um and uh you know like just with like within a span of um like one week during like the election campaign period i think some of the posts that i made like got over like a few hundred thousand views and whatnot and then it was just like really overwhelming right because mm-hmm. i before that i was just a regular opinionated person on the internet um expressing myself <laughs> and then yeah. now suddenly it's like oh you know so many people like bombarding me with like mm-hmm. um all their messages and whatnot uh like as much as you know when we 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 
grow with like the internet space and whatnot and we also understand the idea of a, like a virality um so sorry the idea of virality mm-hmm. um we you you can't really prepare for it you know yes, it's, it's, it's not something that you can train for or not something that school can teach you you know because yes it really went crazy like you were on the papers you were literally everywhere and suddenly everyone started going to you and asking like can you tell me more about the election? Who should I vote for and stuff like that? And that's really a lot of responsibility or, you know, that's really very stressful situation to be put in. So during this period, who is actually, you know, your core support system that helped you to tide through this stuff? Because I also know that you received a lot of like negative and hate messages from people that were saying like, oh, you know, I don't think you should be saying this. You're like misleading people and stuff like that, right? So, yeah, I mean, I guess talking about politics, right? Um, as much as I try to be as careful as, as possible and also like as as responsible with the content I put out as much as I can, um, there are definitely people who will disagree with whatever I put out, right? So, um, and because politics is such like a divisive um, or divisive uh, topic, then I think... Um, it comes with the territory. It's like, you know, like if you if you want to talk about politics, you kind of have to be prepared for people to go against what you're thinking. Um, it's just that like, for me, that um, that like saying it is easy, going through it was difficult. Mm-hmm. And then also the scale of it was also like, whoa, you know, because I've never really had people like come at me like that before. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh my goodness, so there's really a lot. And to answer your question, it's like, who are the people that uh, I, I was like leaning on it? It was interestingly two 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 groups of people, you know. One group was the um like childhood friends, the ones that have been there since like seven years oh. old, eight years eight years old, and kind of like understand who I was uh as a human, like the very core of my human being, of my human self. Mm-hmm. And then there's like the the media friends, like people who in my job I have always been supporting from behind the camera mm-hmm. um, and then they have always been the ones like you know being in this like a similar position of like public scrutiny right mm-hmm. so having these two groups of friends was very very helpful because um, like the, the, the media friends were able to give advice and also like help me you know rationalize everything that's going on because it's really a lot to handle and then mm-hmm. the friends who were uh, um kind of like the the long the long term friends they uh they they were they were saying like you know what um do not look at your uh inbox you know so so they were the ones that that, that understand uh that social media itself is a world of its own and actually mm-hmm. the real world you can actually separate separate yourself from that mm-hmm. and you know the moment you turn off your phone actually you can still lead life without social media right yes. but then because i was so into the entire thing that that entire experience just like controlled my entire life so they were like no Joel like you have to not let it like take over your life so you have to put the phone away and you have to not look at your inbox because like just to allow you to kind of like understand what was going on it's like they know so so these are my friends who know like what, what like what what kind of person I am so the mm-hmm. moment I started going viral and also they know that because it's politics they were like hey Joel let's meet for supper and I'm like hey guys I don't think I can do I can do that I need to make analysis videos and they're like <laughs> they're like no 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 you you come and meet us tonight and I'm like okay okay sure and then like they they saw they saw that I was really really stressed out and everything and then like they they took my phone and like I'm not even kidding like every 
every refresh, it was like hundreds of like likes, comments. And then like when you look oh at the God. inbox, it was really just nonstop. Like I, I swear thousands and thousands of like inbox messages coming in mm-hmm. and they were like, okay, like this is not healthy. And you have to recognize that because, you know, I, I also guess it because like I was in it you know, the the entire way. I like I was like consumed by it, right? Um and I'm also the kind of person who like if you reach out to me, I want to reply you and I yes. want to have a human interaction with you and so I actually tried replying every single one at first and after that obviously it's not good for mental health. Um so yeah like just you know that entire period was like okay they, like having um people who had my interest at heart mm-hmm. uh like give me the advice and also being like the the being firm on their on their end was very very helpful for me because like i kind of you know was able to see things from another perspective outside of mine as well yeah that's amazing i'm really glad to hear that because you know i think like people that are part of your core support system like people that you recognize to be part of your core support system can really help you when times are hard and I believe that these are also the friends that have stood by you through the many trials and you know like the hells of fires that you've been through in your life right so what does it actually take to be part of you know your core support system what do you find to have you know like the friends around you what are some like maybe traits or what will you say if someone today wanted to be part of your core support system, <laughs> you know, like, how would that actually start out? How do you actually even recognize that these people are going to be part of your core support system? Yeah, so I think it obviously differs from person to person. Um, mm-hmm. And then for me, I think um, things that I... Uh, for me, it's very much like a case of opposite opposites attract. Like, like I realized that the people who I keep as my core are people who are outside of this like insane world of entertainment and and media, right? Oh. So they don't really like um like care. <laughs> it's like, it's they don't really care. They don't really um uh like indulge themselves too much in this sphere, which is nice because like you know when I when I'm stressed about work or you know when I'm like. When, when things get a bit too intense, then I can just like reach out to to this group of friends and, and I know that I don't have to talk about these things and like like to to them it's just work, you know, and I and, and it's so much nicer. And then also like along as you grow older and, and whatnot, you kind of like figure out who who are people you vibe with the best and who are people you trust. Mm-hmm. I think for me trust is something that I hold very, very strongly um mm-hmm. to myself. Um I firmly believe that no man is an island uh, and you know if you're able to open up and be comfortable sharing certain things with certain people uh, that you know that they're like that they're here for, for, for the rest of your life then um, yeah like that that's who I'll let into my inner circle yeah I think that's great because you know like as you said the trust is very important and in fact that you need to have this kind of trust because this is actually one of the benefit of like a strong support system if you trust these people you know that these are people that can actually provide you with the correct information what's best for you advice guidance and also like provide you a support because sometimes when you find friends you or when you even talk to friends you don't really want advice right you just want a listening ear right yeah. Sometimes. In, in yeah. fact, like, so, so the other day I was just talking to, like, uh, former NMP Anthea Ong, and, mm-hmm. like, I think she brought up the idea of, like, just, you know, uh, listening for the sake, like, just being there to listen, and instead yes. of, like, like stepping in to be, like, sort of like a therapist, you don't have to do that. Yeah. You just have to, like, lend a listening ear. And I, I was like, that's such a fresh perspective to, to listen to, because I think very natural reaction is that if a friend reaches out for help, like, you would say, you would want to like help 
help them out, right? And what mm. what you do that is the easiest way to help is try to give advice. But like sometimes that's not needed. Sometimes all you need to do is just to listen and and be there for them. Yeah, that's right. I think it's very important because like being there to listen to someone can actually be very comforting and can help enhance their feelings of security as well because they're going to like sometimes when my friends talk to me for example like sometimes I will ask them like okay so what do you want from me do you want advice or do you want me to just listen to you because sometimes they will just say okay you know what today I don't want advice I just want you to listen to me and like I'll be like okay yes I want to be the friend that's going to be listening to your fears your hopes your dreams and you know just make sure that you feel seen and understood because sometimes when you start to give advice the person receiving the advice can feel like you know um it doesn't feel a bit like you're being there for them anymore so i think a very important point that we touched on today was definitely yeah listening and on top of that you know sometimes friends they come to you because they want advice because when you talk to someone else a friend can actually help you think through the alternatives solve the problems and like you said see fresh perspectives see different um, situations in a different light and they can also right distract you from your worries when maybe that's what you really need sometimes when you talk to someone and then slowly you uh, continue and trail on into another topic and suddenly your problem doesn't seem so big anymore and they also help to provide encouragement and lower your stress and feeling of loneliness right like yeah. do you ever have those kind of like conversations where you're talking about your problems and then suddenly like eh the next like minute is like talking about something else and suddenly your problems they're still there but it doesn't seem that big anymore <laughs> Yeah, for sure. And especially if like, you know, those friends aren't the judgmental kind. Mm-hmm. I think um like if they are able to like listen without being judgmental or being dismissive of like uh uh experiences or like emotions, right? Then, you know, you kind of like feel um that you're being heard. And that mm-hmm. sometimes that's all you really need, you know, like yes. for, for an outlet to vent out and also to feel like someone cares about you, right? And uh, and to show that you care is really just being yeah. present and, and listening. Yeah. So for, uh, you know, our listeners out there, what is an advice that you would give them to actually maybe advise them, like, what are some of the ways that they can develop a strong support system in their lives? Well, I think firstly, it would be to identify people that you can depend on, um, mm-hmm. people who are healthy for you. Um, that also means that identifying people who may be toxic for you. Um, and sometimes, you know, they're not, they don't, they perhaps don't even see that they're toxic, but, you know, that's for like yourself to figure out, mm. right? To take a step back and really like evaluate like the relationships you have. Like, are they good for me or are they not so good for me? So mm. identifying all these people would, would help, I think, in the first step. And then secondly, it's like, you know, being uh, perhaps uh, brave enough mm-hmm. uh, to to reach out and also to communicate Um I inherently believe that like most of the the people that we that we are close to would care about us. I think that mm, is like yes. human nature. Yes. So um and, and sometimes it's it's so much easier to reach out to a friend than perhaps like someone like a doctor or like someone like you yeah. know, um like your parents or family. It's just the way it is, especially in Singapore, right? Mm-hmm. Um like and I also because of shared experiences and like similar paths and journeys that we're all on that mm-hmm. I think friends will be able to relate um, like empathize so uh, kind of normalizing the fact that you can reach out for help and you can talk about you know things that are a little bit deeper mm-hmm. um, I think that, that that's one way to, to, to do so and then um, 
as a friend then on the other end of side of things is like if as a friend like how do you kind of like be respectfully checking in on someone it's kind of like making sure that you know if if you guys start talking about things like this then you'll be present um not just like to listen but also just to like su- to support them as well Yes, definitely. I think that it's great. And in fact, on top of Joel's tips, we also have some tips that we found on the University of Buffalo Self-Care Starter Kit. So um, some ways that people can actually find a strong support system, very firstly, and very interesting point actually, is to volunteer. So you can identify a cause that is important to you and get involved, like commit some of your time to a community organization or local place of faith because volunteering can give you the gratification of taking action to further your values. And in fact, when you volunteer, it actually brings you into contact with others who share your interests and ideals. And I think this is great because personally, when I volunteer with Hamster Society Singapore, I didn't expect it, but I managed to find like-minded people like me and they have formed like a different kind of support system for me as well so I think volunteering is a great way to actually find a strong support system especially you know if you feel like you need to get out there that's Second, such a good one. <laughs> yeah, do you volunteer anywhere? I, I mean, I used to, not anymore. But like, um, I mean, nowadays I'm really busy. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like, I think volunteering also helps you build like a sense of community, right? With yes. these people, which is so important, you know, like just knowing that you you belong somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. And I think the friends that you get there is really very interesting. Yeah, yeah, that was actually a very good point that works in real life, guys. Like, try and test it over here. (laughs) The next one is actually to take up a sport or join a gym because this is actually good for your physical and psychological health. And it also provides you with the opportunity to build new friendships. So I think in Singapore, there are a lot of these like running clubs, uh, different clubs, you know, like the different sports brand, like they have like Adidas Runners Club, Nike Runners Club, all those kind of things. And if you join those kind of things, you actually need people. So if you're a very sporty person, which I don't think both of us are, <laughs> maybe this is good for you because you got to meet people. And I do have friends that have joined like running clubs. So like every weekend or like every weekly or once a month they actually meet these friends they go for a quick run and it's actually a very good way to also meet new people to form your support system yeah and also like i i, th- I guess like working out helps with endorphins right so yeah um yeah like i think uh as much as possible like even even nowadays like i try my best to like clock in some steps on my fitbit that so is good. yeah that is good. So the third way is also to either meet your neighbours and co-workers. So make an effort to actually get to know some of the people in your life, your acquaintances that you see on a regular basis. And I think that this is really important because especially when you work, right, um, it's very important to form a very good rapport with your colleagues. And if you're able to actually find a friendship in that, it's going to be really great for you. And when it comes to neighbours as well, so for me, I actually... Very interestingly, over the COVID period, my family got closer to our neighbours and we also helped to take care of her daughter, like their daughter, like she'll come over and play with us and that actually helps everybody's like emotions like because you know when you're playing with a kid how angry or sad can you be <laughs> right that's nice that's nice yeah, I so wish like, <laughs> I wish I had the same relationship with my neighbours I feel like I haven't spoken to them in a while maybe you can like reach yeah. out like I find like having good relationship with your neighbours is very interesting especially 
when we live in such a diverse country in Singapore. And or even with your co-workers, I feel, I know, Joe, I feel like your office is very happening because like I have a few friends from your office and it's always very happening and everyone's friends with each other. So like, <laughs> do you find that like having good relationships with your co-workers is also going to help form a good support system? Oh, for sure. Because like, I mean... As much as you you don't want to accept it, it's like the the people <laughs> the people you work with are basically your second family because yes. you spe- like in fact I do think that my my face time with my colleagues as sad as it is is perhaps more than my family members because like you know I mean before COVID it's like when we are in the office uh like five days a week right mm-hmm. from nine to seven um it's like. You, you really spend so much time with these people that like obviously if you can get along and you guys vibe and it, you guys are supportive of one another it will definitely affect your mental health for sure that's that's what I believe yeah yeah I think I do enjoy going to work or like going to the office because I do have like good relationship with my co-workers like when when things happen in my life like I can talk to them and I'll feel better about it so I think yeah that's a good way as well to form a support system and another way actually is to use online resources so you can actually use social networking sites that help you stay connected with your friends and family and many sites also provide specialized support if you're going through stressful times or changing circumstances. So make sure to always stick with reputable sites like the Samaritans of Singapore or, you know, a lot of the mental health sites that are out there. I believe that if you can just reach out, you know, and use common sense and making arrangement to meet people in person that you know online, it's going to help. So for example, like you can make friends online, like totally, I agree. And I think it's a great way to make friends, but be a little bit careful yeah on the internet <laughs> yeah you know um i just had a random thought come into my mind it's like mm-hmm. this one person that i met um like, i think a, a year or two ago mm-hmm. and uh she was telling me that like you know she like social media was affecting her a lot because of ah. like all the um you know how like you would compare yourself to other people's highlight reel right basically mm-hmm. and like sh- then she realized that hey actually you know my feet is controlled by me. Like, I get to decide who I want to follow and who I want to appear on my feed. So she made the conscious decision to only follow people who post things that will make her smile. So whenever she looked at her feed these days, like, she knows that she'll be happy. Um, While hers was a bit extreme, like, she she really unfollowed, like, everybody else who she didn't feel, like, made her happy. Um, But my tip uh, then would be that you can actually mute people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so if you don't like somebody and they, you know, and you don't want to compare yourself, or like if you, if you out of courtesy, you don't want to unfollow people, but you still want to curate your feed and you know have only things that would make you happy or make make your mood a little bit lighter, then use the mute function. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that's a very good tip because I think there are people that do it, and I feel like. Um, my friend actually cleaned up her whole social media feed and she felt so much better. Like, you know, when you go onto Instagram, you're going to only see things that you either like or see things about the people that you care about. So I think that's that's actually a great way. <laughs> but yeah. moving on, we also do have some resources if you guys would like to check out. So you guys can actually check out the University of Buffalo Self-Care Starter Kit. Um, Just Google that and you will be able to find that in their resource portal. We also have an article by Huffington Post on how to build your support system in three easy steps. So very easy steps is like 
Step one, get a clear on what you want and set some goals. Uh, step two is to list all the resources that are available to you right now. And step three is write a list of resources that you would like to have to assess. So I was reading the article, really interesting. You guys can actually Google it as well. And the third one we have is by Very Well Mind, 28 Instagram accounts that destigmatize mental health. Now, this is very important because I find that everybody's always on Instagram right now. And when you follow accounts, right, that have like mental health tips, Wow, I super duper love those, you know, like I always follow all those that talk about anagrams and then everything. So in this article, they actually recommend 28 Instagram accounts from self-love, self-care, living with anxiety, battling depression, a lot of different kind of um genres. But my personal favorite is called That Seppy Writer. So That Seppy Writer actually battles with anxiety, something that's a little bit close to my heart. So when you follow these accounts and actually, you know, some one day and I, uh, a new post pops up and then you can see, you know, like, don't apologize for your boundaries. It's really, really good reminders. And I think what's good as well, if you like these kind of accounts, you can also set to receive notifications. So every time, you know, they upload something, you can actually go in and see because that Sappy Writer has really good content. So go check out this article as well. Once again, it's called 28 Instagram Accounts That Destigmatize Mental Health. And it's by Very Well Mind. Nice. So basically for today's episode, we've pretty much learned about the importance of support system and how that has helped Joel through his tough times, including <laughs> the period of viral and hate messages. Okay, guys, don't send hate messages. Like he's just trying to, you know, like be nice about it. Like seriously, <laughs> he was just voicing his opinions, which all of us are entitled to. So I guess to avoid that, you know, you really cannot control that. You've got to develop a strong support system and some of the ways, once again, is to either volunteer so that you can meet more people, take up a spot or join a gym, meet your neighbours, you know, try to form a little bit of a good relationship with your co-workers or even use online resources as well. So, jo- Joel, what did you personally, like, take away from today's episode? I think, um, you know, just understanding, like, the... Uh, the need for for friends you know i think um also just when you're asking me all these questions like it's making me reflect right on and you know you don't really kind of like do all this um like reflections unless you you get probed and i guess um doing so made me realize like how important these um support systems are uh and also understanding that like really no man is an island and i just have to like just repeat that yeah Definitely. I've learned a lot from you as well. Like, very interesting how you have, like, your support system outside of your industry. So that kind of, like, actually helps you maybe um, anchor back to reality, especially when, you know, we are in the media industry and, you know, a lot of times we're just always looking at the media and then we're always concerned about that. But we do have friends outside of the media industry that remind us that, you know, whatever that's on the media industry or whatever that's in the industry, it's not everything. It's not what you know our whole lives are like so I think that's something that I took away and also very interesting that you know how we can also be finding support systems through putting ourselves out there in different places and volunteering I think that's very interesting like point that I realized and what I think one of the the uh, nicer things about today's episode was also understanding how like social media or the internet can be used for such positive uh, things I think um, 
I'm more and more so like in recent years we kind of like harp on like the negative side of social media right whereby yeah. we we really you know un- kind of see uh, the negative impact that it can have on people but then again like we get to choose also what kind of content we want to see so like there are definitely positive content out there as well so we just make sure that uh, I mean it's just up to us and uh, it's on us to make sure that we expose ourselves to them yeah and it's also on us to make sure that the people that we keep close on social media are going to help us in our mental health and their mental health journey so yeah. them <laughs> <laughs> so if you actually liked this episode don't forget to share this podcast on Instagram stories so that more friends can actually join our Mindful Minutes community now um, don't forget to also follow Zerup for more information for future sessions of Mindful Minutes as well as a lot of exciting new projects that are coming up am I right yes can, can we tease I think um, yeah can we tease <laughs> do you want to tease that yeah so we have um, a few projects coming out uh, I think we're launching a YouTube series um, it's going to feature uh, like some of the more Vo- opinionated youths uh, on, <laughs> on the social media space uh, yeah. talk, like coming together to talk about like issues yeah I think that, that, that that's good enough a teaser <laughs> yeah I'm really excited by the way like when I saw all the BTS uploads I can't wait but where else can they follow you Joel? oh okay so on Instagram I'm LimaxJoel that's L-I-M-X-J-O-E-L yeah in fact you should follow him because he always has a lot of apps exciting interesting content like I love it every time like Joe absolutely it's like something cool or it's something good anyway on top of that you can also follow me at Clarity Kisses and if you would actually like to give the podcast a feedback or you have something to say to us or tell us what you would actually love to hear more on Zero you can also hit us at our socials at Instagram and Facebook and everywhere else that you can find us nice yeah, so that's basically it. Thank you so much, Joel, for joining us for today's episode. I think it was a really good episode. Um, it's nice, and right? And and I I mean, obviously, I'm a loyal listener of all the other Mindful Minutes episodes. And like, I think this is the first one year you have a guest on. Yeah, and I'm very excited because, I mean, like, I was actually very happy, like, slash, like, excited to have you on because, you know, like, always listening to you on the Naughty Prude and everything. Oh, no. <laughs> so it's like, yeah, so you can also check out Joel's own podcast. He has, like, the Naughty Prude. He has the Political Prude as well. He has a lot going on and it was great. Like, oh my gosh, this was a very good session for the Mindful Minute. So I hope that you guys enjoyed it as well. So thank you for joining us and thank you, Joel. And we'll see you again soon in the next episode. So any last words, Joel, for them? I think all good. Remember to like take care of yourself as well. Yeah, that's right. And we'll see you again soon. Bye. Bye. Before I officially end this episode i do have something a little bit of my own to share so when you make mistakes always remember people have a lot to think about on any given day besides you and they aren't dwelling on your mistakes as much as you think they are so just go out there make mistakes and forgive yourselves from them this is abby signing off (music) 